0: My one love? Actually, one love massive. I'm an engineer here as well as a DJ. My
1: one love is telling stories through songwriting and music.
2: My one love is music and artists, man. Any way I can help any artists get seen, get some recognition out here, that's what I'm about.
0: My one love is creating art, music, culture, just creation. Contributing to the deconstruction of the patriarchy, sexism, of the racism, institutions like that. My one love is elevation, progression. Always trying to reach higher levels. Trying to make sure everybody gets a proper look and proper love they get in the universe. My one
1: love is just building for the community and creating for the culture.
0: My one love is youth and community and equipping them with the tools to be successful. Uh-huh. My one love this fashion in the city. My one love is carrying the torch for hip hop in DC.
2: My one love is creating a uh, space uh, and a platform uh, for all these amazing people to get together and to feel accepted, to feel loved, to feel a part of something.
0: Do it for the culture. Do it for the people. Do it for the block. And of course, do it for the cypher. So you say that you spit well, step on up. No better rap, I eat MCs for lunch. Been moving crowds for years. Come act up. I will use your flow to light your ass up. No half step, only full press to the neck. If you bullshit, it don't rock the mic correct. My level of mastery will show gaps that stretch like dragging a smart car up against the bet. Floyd's D with Tyson's knack of attack. About that time to bring hip-hop back. Where you perfect the craft, no room for whack. And you rise to fame is by skills you pack. So you got hot bars? Well, now's your chance. Come one, come all, come to the dance. Santos the host, 06 Chris with the bag. Cypher for the radio, this is the lab.
3: And welcome back to another fantastic, fabulous episode of the M M&M and M show. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Big shout out to the one and only Molly Ruland. How you doing today? Amazing. Really?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Lying glad, like to shit. S-
3: glad to see you though. Oh,
2: yes, it's nice to see you. It's feel like it's been a long time. It
3: has been a long time. Welcome back, the one and only, the real Jay Mills. How you doing?
4: I'm doing great. If you're trying to make sure that I'm Sharing this live video. Shout out to everybody that is tuning in to the M show.
3: Hey. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited today, y'all. We have a very, very special guest. Please uh, get excited and welcome Johnny Dempsey of Revolution of Hair Care, aka Mahogany's who are we going who are <laughs> we're going to learn more about as this show goes on. Welcome. Thank oh, you. Thank How you well, for feeling? having me. How I you feeling? I feel great. I yeah? feel great. Awesome. Happy to be here happy to have you so uh, you know we've been starting out our shows just with like a quick general check-in and i brought a couple of things today to get us into the holiday spirit word so we've got some candy canes feel free word to have something to orally enjoy throughout well, the show you thanks go- for there the
2: clarification you go, Jen. <laughs> okay
3: what else? Nikki always like
2: innocently makes shit super
4: she does. weird. there, <laughs> for your oral enjoyment. For your
3: mm-hmm. And we also have this really cool little nutcracker. Exactly. Nutcrackers here,
4: too. Yeah. You know. Nut
2: crackers Nut
4: and canes for your mouth.
2: Right. <laughs> Thank God you clarified because <laughs> <laughs> the show is about to get really weird, I <laughs>
4: wasn't quite sure what to do like, with Like, what do the you guys canes? do with candy
3: canes at
2: your house? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
3: Well, I decorated my tree today, so I put most of them on the tree. Uh, oh,
4: yeah! I like to call them candy jays. Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> they are. They
3: are though. They are straight up.
4: They straight up are a J. It's
3: a J. Like, literally. They should be called candy jays.
4: I am straight up a candy, also. So
3: straight taste up, just like candy.
4: Yep. Condensed. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I was I was waiting the whole time to put that to say that. I knew it was gonna it was gonna walk open.
3: Well, holiday spirit, everyone. Get into it. Cheers. So <laughs> I want to uh, check in a little bit. Molly, you just got back from Mexico. Yes, I. And Olé. And it looks like you have this cool, dope, new, colorful yes, tattoo. Yes, yes, Tell us about this. Um,
2: well, I went to uh, San Miguel uh, de Allende, which is a, um, whatever, voted the best. City in the whole world by some travel magazine, but that's kind of super douchey. I don't really give a fuck about that. But years ago, uh my aunt, one of the uh, few people in my family that I was close to at all, used to travel there every year and go to this artist colony and paint. And she was uh, a magical and batshit crazy woman, and she shaped a lot of who I am today. And uh, for for years as a kid, she would talk about going to San Miguel and painting for a couple months, coming back, and I always uh, really wanted to go. Um, She passed away a number of years ago, but I always remember that. And then randomly, my best friend's family, shout out to the uh, RKLs and Gia Michaels, um, invited me to come to Thanksgiving. And they were like, yeah, we're going to San Miguel Diane And I'm like,
5: hello. What? I I wasn't even (laughs) sure that
2: place actually existed. You know what I mean? Um, And so we got to go to the place where my aunt, uh, a lot of her artistry was shaped and formed in this place. And I mean, it's just like this super old town with cobblestone roads and like, I mean, it's just super old, super beautiful, but I could definitely um, feel a lot of my aunt's presence there. I could tell how she was influenced in the uh, art community there is incredible, incredible. So um, I wanted to bring home some uh, art with me, and uh, San Miguel is a very like religious and romantic town, and they have a lot of uh, imagery of the San Miguel heart, which is the... Uh, A heart of eternal flame with wings coming out of it and that's like in every shop you go into like everywhere you go into like That imagery is there and so I wanted to kind of bring some of that home with me But without being you know sacrilegious or disrespectful to what it means to them uh, Versus you know what it means to me, so I kind of switched it up a little bit and uh, brought it home So
3: that's super dope. Thanks. That's super dope that uh, actually reminds me for for Well, when I was 17 or 16, my mom said I could get a tattoo and she took me to the tattoo shop and I looked at like all the different options they had, but I was like, nah, like this is forever. It's got to be something that's really special for me. So then um, probably for like 10, well, that was 17. So for 20 years, I've been drawing this symbol over and over and over again, and it's a heart with wings coming off of it with a crown on top and sometimes it's a dc flag is the crown or not right. but to me it's a symbol of um love conquers all love rises above all yeah. and that reminds me of that that's super awesome well
2: i think that the universe is telling you you should get some ink
3: do then, it so i got this one you're
2: a did It's did it little
3: tiny oh my <laughs> god the worst pain <laughs> ever and it was only five minutes it uh. was Five minutes, way too long. Um, I definitely, like, cried. Of course, this is, like, a bone right here, but <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to, used to get, like, a whole sleeve. I have this, like, mermaid concept with swans and, like, flowers and everything. But then after getting this one <laughs> you for like, five minutes, no. I'm like, hell no. I will not be getting that.
2: Jay, do you have any <laughs>
4: tattoos? I do. Um, I got my first tattoo when I was 16. I wanted to have music in Chinese um on my back and um then i grew taller thicker and it was no longer at the small of my
5: back <laughs> it was at the Does top it say of my something else now? so
4: uh yeah i got it covered up and um it took like three times to get it covered <laughs> up because yeah uh, tattoo on your spine
5: Ooh. Right. All the nerves. (laughs) All of the nerves. All of the bones. Um
4: Yeah, so that's my tattoo story. I wanted more than just the back. I wanted a pant. Well, like a short. Not I didn't want it all the way down my leg, but like top of the thigh, like something like that. Just like a nice little but no. They told me that it wouldn't hurt anymore. Like I got in the most painful place that you could get it in and I was just like
2: You gotta like the pain. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta enjoy it. It it it. wasn't that
4: bad and on the meaty parts. That that is true, but yeah, you gotta be a special
2: kinda I enjoyed it. I had a smile on my face. (laughs) I was like (laughs) Do you have any tattoos?
1: Yeah, I have one on my back like you. I got it when I was nineteen and to me it meant growth. So it's like a blooming rose, uh-huh. but it hurt so bad. I didn't go back to get it colored or anything. I was so, right. so yeah. yeah. I wanted another tattoo, but I was like, after, like you said, after that one, mm-mm, I'm yeah. done.
2: But yeah. see, now you've had the pain of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For 20 years, you'll be like, oh, that shit's nothing. Yeah, bad after having my baby. Get out of bed. having yeah. a kid. You squeezed a whole person again. out. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, a I tattoo. Didn't... is tiny little needles. Tiny little needles. There's nothing like a whole person coming out, you know? Or labor. Yeah. Labor hurts a lot. Labor's I think painful. That's I had a
1: C-section though, so thank God I didn't have to push her out. But that was painful too, though.
2: Yeah, the after the
4: C-section. Oh,
1: that was horrible.
4: Oh God. But
1: childbirth is beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah. But I thought about getting another one, though. That's right? why I so. pop
2: birth control, like Skittles. You know what i <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely should. <laughs> you definitely should. Just kidding. I don't, I don't believe in birth
4: control. I'd I, I, I like the, the pain of childbirth only because I now understand how, like, you know, moms have those hands that don't burn. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's because after labor, things don't hurt as much mm-hmm. as they used to.
2: <laughs> well, <Right>. burning pot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think yeah. give him spaghetti like, with your <laughs> hands <laughs> like fuck <laughs> with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel anything. I pay your rent. <laughs> it's not that hot. <laughs> oh man, great! Feel like immune to bodily fluids. You're just like, ah.
4: Yeah, you get puked and peed wow. and pooped on wow. all types of stuff
2: <laughs> in yeah. a day.
5: <laughs> breakfast,
4: <laughs> just right re- before noon. Like, how was your day? I got mm. peed, pooped, and puked on. Yep.
2: And that was before this you morning. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. And
3: I remember one time I changed my nephew's diaper. He was still a baby, and like he just like yep. like peed like an arch, like straight <laughs> onto me, and he was giggling. And yeah,
2: shit. Oh. I mean, wouldn't you?
3: <laughs> I got him. I was just like, even wow, if you did it by okay. accident, I'd be like, oh
5: shit. I was like, all right, look at me. All right.
3: I was like, I hope this is not a sign for the future, but no, R. Kelly ass. You know. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. No. I was like (laughs) I was about to no, I'm just not gonna say it. So, Jay Mills, how was your week this past week? What's what's new? What's been going on?
4: Oh man, I had an amazing, amazing weekend. I had a Sistar session, the last one of the year underneath the full moon. And I had this photo shoot on Sunday. Oh my god. Sponsored by Tiger Swan Boutique. Yes. Curated by Nikki Lewis. And it was transformative. Um, The theme was Harlem Nights, Roaring Twenties, high fashion of days gone by. Very great Gatsby. Lots of pearls and sequins and lace and furs. And um, it was a photo shoot for for my event space. Uh, But I wanted it to look really, really classy. And when I think of class, to me, that's just like, it's the epitome of class, for real. I mean, and as we dressed in that, and you know, for me getting all dressed, and then, but everybody else, when everybody was dressed, everybody's in furs and pearls, and it was better than prom. Like I, I wasn't prepared for what that felt like to be around all of all of these. I, I, I don't even have the words for it. Like it just. People stood differently. There were some folks who didn't know they were gonna be participating. They had just come along with their friend. But when they saw the clothing racks, man, Nikki did the damn thing, I yo. Did she did that. It was it was amazing. It was uplifting. Um, even for the guys who didn't think that they wanted to dress up and then they put on a fur and we're like, well, is there a shirt? Is there something I could just, you know, (laughs) just, just seeing that it was, it was great. And, um, I'm excited. Shout shout out to the J suite and further dress up parties with Tiger Swan.
3: Yes. And shout out to your photographer too. Can't wait to see all of her pictures.
4: Shout outs to Empress, man. She came through last week with the uh, juice and all that. Um, and she's an amazing, amazing photographer. She's uh, done the photography for a couple of my album shoots, um, for the Beautiful Mind. Uh, she's behind the uh, um, Winter Sadness shoot. Uh, she's she's an amazing assassin. That's what I call it. when you you get to this level of photography where you're an assassin because you, you, you get the kill me. shot quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all it takes. Damn, she shot me. Yeah. Shot the fuck <laughs> out of me. Wow. And it was good. And it was good. <laughs> that
3: picture of you from this morning's post.
2: I don't even. What, I don't know. what Would you it's put so it up? I, thought, I feel like you put a black yesterday. and white one. The one with you with the hair and you're looking that way. That shit is timeless. Oh, you in the
3: red outside? Oh my god!
2: Oh yeah, that shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With that the is such a. Beautiful picture of you It's so you
4: Thank you And that that was what I was embodying again Like when I dressed like that I I don't know I think I must have been Madam C.J. Walker Or something Mm. in the past But I really feel attached to that time period Being a Washingtonian right now I mean it's just crazy The parallels between now and 100 years ago Exactly 100 years ago Ending Prohibition Right before Prohibition ended At the height of the speakeasies Mm. And just I don't care what you were doing, if you was a prostitute, if you was a gangster, if you was a banker, you was dressed to the nines, dapper dan down, tailored everything. Everything. The hats, the ascots, the tie clips, <coughs> the cuff links and the brooches and the laces. I want that time tomorrow. to come
2: back, but I wouldn't do well. I would definitely. I, I would, you would. You would. Oh my gosh. I don't I think zip up you. hoodies would. Uh... No. Man, Crush but it. you could
4: wear a little shimmery number.
2: Girl, we, could, we could like put breeches
3: all over your
2: hoodie. I'll be like the dock worker, you know what I
3: mean? <laughs> Which they were super fly too. They with the were waisted and the ascot and the like yeah, they little over Like yeah, twenties. All right, I need to
2: step done. my dock game up.
4: Twenties <laughs> <laughs> was just, I don't know maybe it was because when there was no T V and internet and radio, you just had a lot of time yes. to tailor your outfit. Yes. So we had a sitting room. We just sat. Sewed, crocheted. A red. <laughs> he had a Told stories, he had, had a tea. Yeah. yeah, that's back when they chewed gum as a pastime. Yeah, it was a it was a thing.
3: I guess.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a thing to do. I mean, people like, would
2: brush their hair like a hundred times. They
4: did. Yeah. It was a thing.
3: Is that real? No, uh, it is real. And they had like the sets, you know, the the bristle brush with the ivory comb with the real silver uh hand mirror like yeah. a set you know mm-hmm. there, like
2: three elephants had to die to make this <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah exactly. use it every
4: day we killed a million oysters to make this wow. necklace <laughs> to make these earrings it yes. drips to my feet so i can wrap it
2: around many yeah times. and cover it with my
3: clue <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the audubon society hey got like pretty big after the 1920s and 30s, because they were like, yo, y'all got to stop killing all these birds yes, for these hats. I have a
2: peacock. <laughs> oh, is
4: that real? I what?
3: think so, yeah. Ostrich fan. Yes. It's
4: <laughs> a fan. I killed an ostrich to make this. A fan. fan. Yes, yes. It was a, those fans were beautiful. Gorgeous.
3: That's why I search for stuff vintage only. <laughs> Not furs made today or ostrich anything made today. Yo, I'm looking for the vintage stuff. It chinchillas was Chinchillas and
4: minks are very mean animals. Gen- i just gonna say. Hunter. They're just, they're mean.
3: Well, did, I'm really excited because <laughs> one of the chicks tried on the tan uh, coat with the mink collar, the swing coat, and she just looked glorious. And when I walked up um, at the end of the photo shoot and saw all of the women standing in formation at the end of the hallway it was it just gave me life and like you said like the women actually stood different they stood with their shoulders squared they stood with a little extra curvature in their hip they put their leg out you know and when i style individual clients like that's the moment i'm always going for when you see the woman pop her hip, toss her head around, like, that's the moment of transformation when she's really feeling herself. Yeah. You know? So I'm excited for any and all opportunities for women to uh, experience that. And speaking of that, I want to Actually, reverse things a little bit. I wanted to talk about your music career first, but I think I want to talk about your hair first because hair okay. is of utmost importance yes, to is. women having that transformational moment of really feeling themselves, of loving themselves. And I had posted on uh, Instagram earlier today um, at Tiger Swan Style that when I thought about it, there actually is no Tiger Swan Style without Johnny Dempsey and Revolution of Hair Care because every time I go to see mm-hmm. you, you Leave my hair healthy, silky, and super fly. And you enable me to transform my hair um, with my feelings and different looks. So I can do... Uh, 1950s victory roll. If I want, I can do Marilyn curls. I can wear an afro. I can keep this undershave and look fly and modern. I'm able to transform my looks with my hair. And I just really could not do that without you. Well, thank you. So, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us uh, a little bit like, what inspired you? How did you get started? Where did you learn to do hair? Well, I've been doing hair
1: since I was like 12 or 13. Out of my house, my mom had her den set up for me like a salon because I would do everybody's hair in the neighborhood and everything like that. So it was always a passion of mine to do hair.
5: Mm-hmm. So
3: right after high school, I went straight to hair school. And it, you just, like, knew it, or was it like you saw some people in your family in your neighborhood that were doing hair that had super hair fly? You were like, I want to do that. I think it just seemed like it came natural to me to do hair. It was like a natural niche
1: for me. Yeah. I, it was like I always knew what I want. Some people don't know what they want to do so later on. I always knew exactly what I wanted to do <laughs> in my life. And I always want to make women feel good about themselves, whether it's a man or a woman. Because I do males here, too. I do lock maintenance. I do, you know, cuts, colors. I do everything so i always want to make people feel good about themselves and that's the best way to do it yeah. making their hair look fly when your hair is done you look you feel good
3: and actually we have a couple of pictures i think slides of some of johnny's work um some of the braids some of the natural updos she's done if y'all can show that as we're talking so clients can see Ooh. or potential future clients can see that would be dope <laughs> but um so when you started doing hair at 12 or 13 i mean were you doing braids were you doing um, twists, like, what, how did you start? When I first started, it was braids. I was doing all the guys in the neighborhood straight
1: back cornrows or individual plaits and stuff like that, and then it went on to adding hair, do like, extensions and weaves and everything like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was doing all my friends' moms' hair and weaves with the cornrows in the front, so, yeah, it started with cornrows and braids first.
5: Okay,
3: okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty dope. That's a deep part of, like, uh, African culture, yeah. of it's like in our bones from the earth. Yeah. We be braiding. Um, <coughs> so then you went to school. Where'd yes. you go to school?
1: I went to Dudley Beauty College. Okay. Yep, yeah, I went to Dudley Beauty
3: College. And that was that's here in D.C., right? Yes,
1: yes, that's on Rhode Island Rhode Island Avenue, Avenue. Yes. still there. Yes,
3: it's still there. They just reopened it. Awesome. They just reopened it. I remember, I don't know if you ladies going to the hair salon growing up, but there's always the Dudley book of looks. Of how to get your hair done. Sometimes they would be having super dope. Other times, we're like, do you like, who? What is what that? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you look at hair
1: books. You'd be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And it's specifically for a hair book or a hair show, basically. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah.
3: What's the um, craziest or most unique updo you've ever done?
1: Um... I think I did one for a wedding one time where a girl basically wants sem- It was something like a beehive, but she wanted it built like braids. She was natural. And I like wrapped it around. It, it was sitting straight up on her head. Wow. Where she had her veil wrapped around it.
3: So you like actually I wish I had a picture like of it. Like a crown. <laughs> yeah. On her head. On top
1: of her head because she wanted something natural, but she wanted something different. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the dopest and the craziest updo I ever did in How my life. How long did it take you? I think it took me like almost two hours. Thank God I got everyone else's hair out the way. Everyone else's hair was, like, simple. But when it got to her, she wanted, like, a... She's like,
2: everyone else straight and flat. Me, yeah. beehive. She wanted something, like, <laughs> just
1: sitting straight up top her head. Yeah. Nice. Like Marge Simpson. Yeah. Similar to that. I wish I had a picture, because it happened so many years ago. I wish I had a picture of it, though. That was the craziest thing. Most people yes. like their hair to look effortless when they get married. She wanted
5: something. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. was so yeah, so like, nice. oh, know. this...
1: She was like, Yeah, I want something. I do this all the time. But she was very natural, Afrocentric. So, yes.
3: So, um, I was getting my hair done with you a couple weeks ago. Okay. And we had a a client come in who was, you remember her, she was talking about having some hair trouble and, and, uh, and like not feeling. Like, her hairdresser valued her. This was not Johnny's client. Um, and she was upset because she hadn't been able to get a hold of her hairdresser. And then she was just upset. So she started talking about how hairdressers and stylists are a dime a dozen, basically. And I got offended because I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, and then when she left, we started talking about sort of like the science of hair and how much you learn um, and how much you really put into um I don't know, the anatomy of someone's yeah. hair, right? You yeah. know, so tell me a little bit about that. What's the, the, uh, the doctor of hair? Like, what is that
1: about? So the first few tests is like trichology, anatomy. We basically learn about the skin, and we learn about what could cause a person to have allergic reactions to color or any type of chemical and stuff like that. So it's a lot of, I can't remember everything off the top of my head, but it's a lot of science that goes into doing hair. You have to really know about the human body mm-hmm. before you get, even get on the floor and to touch someone's hair. So when she was saying what she was saying, I'm like, no, this is really serious. We're like doctors of hair. So before you do color, you always have to do a patch test and stuff like that just to make sure a person won't have an allergic reaction to the color. So, yeah, I don't remember everything, Nikki.
2: (laughs) There's going to be a quiz. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like
1: um, um, trichology is one of the um, things. So it's like almost 15 to 20 tests we got to take before we actually get on the floor to actually touch someone's hair. They want to make sure we know all stuff. Yeah,
3: absolutely. We don't want your hair
1: to fall out as soon as we touch it, so yeah.
3: Which, that has happened happened to me before, like, having a relaxer on, like, (sighs) too long, back in the 90s or something. Yeah, my hair, like, broke off uh, in high school, like, my senior year. I I had had my hair in braids for, like, I don't know, five years straight, in and out, in and out, in and out. And then when I was just like, I'm done with this, you know. Um, I had this long, bountiful, like long, <laughs> bountiful hair and, uh, I went to get it straightened and, um, I didn't know at the time, you know, <sighs> <sighs> but I guess, I mean, my hair broke off. It was like down to here and then it was like <gasps> up to here. Um, cause I didn't keep it, I guess, oiled properly and mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to maintain my hair at the time. So that was really rough. Um, and sad but it grew back thank god but <laughs> do you ladies have any horror hair stories or horror uh, hair transition <laughs> stories Other from back in the one? day <laughs> no <laughs> uh, it's not your golden fleecy I love it uh, this is my, okay. <laughs> my third batch of hair my, my third shearing <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a way to put it huh <laughs> i um I, the
4: the first one was caused by me deciding to use peroxide to lighten my hair oh. and I put it all in my hair and then I went and sat in the sun oh. for a couple hours. <laughs> it was a football game, so I knew and it was really like golden, and then it just kept changing and then it was breaking off. Oh, right. So Ooh. there was that. So I cut my hair like really, really short, like total kind of, sort of. I had like bangs. What do you call it? Like page boy? No, it wasn't quite page because it, Cause like cause it was shorter. Pixie, but longer bang. Okay. <clears throat> and that was high school. And then I cut my hair again to uh, go natural. I started locks and I had locks for a couple years. And life stressed me. A really toxic relationship I was in was stressing me. So much was stressing me. My hair was thinning. You ever see somebody with locks and they're just holding on yeah. by some threads? Uh, it
2: always hurts when I see that.
3: <clears throat> I thought that's from like weight.
4: It can be. It can be a lot of things oh when you when you lock <clears> your hair um, that can make your hair break off like that. Um, but it was bad. It was like I was like eighty percent bald. It looked Ooh. like alopecia. Oh, wow. It was horrible. It was a very transformative in my life for sure um that's what really got me to start wearing wigs uh like which i love thanks <laughs> it, I it was like a thing it was like dang i don't know that was the beginning of Jay mills like it was like yo fuck it i'm bald you gonna be mad or just throw a wig on it the wigs fit so good you when i was bald the oh my gosh <laughs> it was it was it was seamless and they were like whoa you went from locks and all I mean, it's amazing how people treat you completely different based on <laughs> your hair. Your hair. Oh, yeah. I know, like what? Let's talk uh, about that true. a little bit more. <laughs> I'm it's the true. same person I was with the locks, but now I got the little Asian bang and the to my elbows little wig, and doors were opening that had never opened for me before. Um, it's crazy. Wow, hair is real, huh? Right. Yeah. And then, um, well, you know, clearly I lock I locked my hair again. <laughs> um so it's been like two years locking, but i still i like the the wig because it allowed me to really dive into jay mills and allow for a separation of myself or more so like just to turn in turn on and dive into the entertainer mm-hmm. um that i that i am or that comes with my music when i'm performing it live so you know
2: I can see that.
3: Now, Molly, you, we were talking about your hair transition yes. earlier today. So you used to have this long, bountiful, curly, yeah. blonde hair. And you cut your hair, and you have this super swoop now, which yeah. I love. Well, thank you. Um, but why did you make the change?
2: Well, I've had, all kind of, I had dreads for five years. When was that? A long time ago. Um, 99. That was a long time ago. 97. <laughs>
3: 1990, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, it was back
2: before, you know, people got mad about that, you know, so I was in under the radar. But, um, (coughs) no, I locked my hair because I just wanted to change people's perceptions and, like, stop judging people based on what they looked. And I was in, like, high-powered jobs and handled a lot of money. And I loved uh, dealing with all of the facets of that. And then people would come in and meet me and just be like you're a 21 year old white woman with dreadlocks and you're high right now i'm pretty sure it's <laughs> like yep yep and i just got you a quarter million dollar home like and saved your earnest money deposit you know so i i ch- I definitely did it for the challenge of changing people's perspective mm-hmm. um but then i just really missed brushing my hair so i i, I had hair um you know, I don't know. I just cut it all off. I don't know. I have super long, naturally curly hair my whole life, and I just cut it off super short. I don't even look like the—you know, if you look at pictures of me from, like, three years ago now, I, I don't even look like the same person. I
5: know.
3: It's fun. Have you felt, like, changes from people or— uh Difference in people's perception or the behavior towards you with the hair change. I
2: mean, I definitely think that, like, yeah, I, I think people assume a lot about your gender or sexual preference based on like outward cues, you know, mm-hmm. um, which you know, uh, you know, may or may not be accurate. <laughs> right. But it's interesting, like, people's perspective on that. Um, But, I mean, for me, it was just really liberating. I get a lot of compliments from women about my hair, and so I really appreciate that. Like, like, anytime, like, a woman goes out of her way to be like, hey, nice hair, you know, Um, it's always, like, appreciated. Especially when it's not, like, forced or, you know, sometimes. Oh, you can tell. Yeah, sometimes people just say they like something because they, like, think it's fucking weird, you know. And then other times people are like, hey, nice haircut. And you're like, Thanks. Yeah, you mean that shit. So thank you very much from across the street, (laughs) ma'am. You know, (laughs) fuck. Yeah. Like, I appreciate those moments of like interaction with other women. Um, But it's interesting. I don't know. Like, I think it's a good reminder because there's definitely times when I'm like, oh, fuck, what have I done? You know what I mean? I look like a fucking Marine. Like, uh, this is not the look I'm going for. Um, but it's just a good reminder that, like, nobody fucking cares, man. Like, don't be such a narcissist. Like, people aren't, like, you know, people don't like me any more or less. Like, my business isn't performing b- any less or better than before. It's a good reminder to not get too hung up on, like, dumb shit. Like, the physical package that you've arrived in. Like, if you're able to show up and get up and your body is working, then, like, fuck a haircut. Like, challenge yourself every once in a while. Um, you know, it, it's just hair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's yeah. why I, lo- I love how you get to change your wigs all the time. I feel like people would think I was just batshit crazy if I showed up with like a different wig every week. But man, I would love <laughs> to do that. I would change my outfits like you do. I would just totally fucking go with it.
4: People think I'm batshit crazy. I mean, but I
2: love that though, man. You know, it's great.
3: It's great. Well, you, sorry. Didn't
2: mean yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was gonna
3: say. I on the other hand, like I haven't really uh, been as. Uh, liberated. My story has not been as liberated with my hair and being able to confidently put on a wig. I, as a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever, well, I've bought one wig for like Halloween, Halloween and I didn't yeah. ever wear it. I was like, this, is, this isn't this is right <laughs> for me. And, uh, you know, I, I remember this one day I ran into Johnny's salon. I was like almost crying. I was like spewing self-hate because it had been too long since I had come to see her and get my hair done and it just wasn't the way I wanted it to look and so I was like I need you to fix this like I look like a nabby-headed slave <laughs> like I literally ran oh in there God. and said that right I'm just being honest um and, you know, when I reflect on, like, why is that? Why, as a confident, black, self-aware, self-loving um, woman. ass woman. I know. Why would I still have this, like, self-hate against my hair? And um, I have, you know. I grew up um, in a, um, a lot of homogeneously populated towns where there wasn't a lot of other black hair. There, was, there weren't black hair stylists. Um, in Western Maryland, you know, or there might be one, you know, um, it's just really limited or if they were there, like I didn't know about them. My mom didn't know about them. <laughs> so like doing my hair was a struggle. My mom's hair is like beautiful. It kind of looks like Molly's hair. It's a uh, uh, brown, but she um, bleach uh, blondes it for a long time and it's curly and then she'll wear it straight and it's gorgeous and I loved it. And she just, like, wasn't um, uh, exposed to how to do black hair. Like, my mom didn't know how to braid or anything like that. So she did the best that she could. And uh, I basically, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this on air. I had, like, a jerry curl from the time I was a baby until, uh, like, 6th or 7th grade. And sixth or seventh grade for us, that was, like, 1994. So it was long (laughs) after the Jerry girl was cool anymore. And people used to, like, hate on me so bad um, because I'd be leaving the grease on the window. I was also tall, and so, like, shorter kids couldn't see behind me. They'd be like, move your afro and stuff like this. So, um, But whatever, I'm cool now. But, like, that kind of, like, came back out of me, and then, you know, working in the hospitality industry, um, trying to, like, make some money, get into a fine dining place, like, you have to have a certain... Well, right. you have to have a certain look. I don't know if maybe things have changed over the past couple of years um, with Obama being president, Black Lives Matter and stuff, but nah. definitely, um, like, you got to have a certain professional yeah. look, and yeah. so any kind of dreadlocks... Um, Any kind of natural afro, or you know, that's not the look that they're going for. And I've actually seen um, people be discriminated against uh, black women, immigrants, black men um, because they didn't have the right look, like be fired from their jobs in the hospitality industry. And so I have this like unreasonable but reasonable fear that like somehow I'm gonna be judged if my hair isn't perfect all the time. But over the last like three years or so um i've been consciously like trying to break that narrative and get over it because it's bullshit and my hair is fabulous and healthy thanks to johnny yes ma'am Yes, and she deals with me talking about this (laughs) in a space as well. So if you're someone that also has issues with their hair or your self-image, Johnny is a very patient and understanding person who is always reaffirming the positive. She's always telling me, you look awesome. Your hair is fly. Um, You know, your hair is healthy and it's grown. Like She always puts the positive, and that makes me feel really good and valued. Well, I'm happy that I make you feel good.
1: Yes. That's my job. 90% 90%
3: of my clients are natural anyway. So
1: I do a lot of silk presses, blowouts, lock maintenance, a lot of natural styles. So I, you have to embrace yourself.
3: Have you seen um, what clients want uh, change over the 10 years? Or actually, how many years now have you been uh, doing hair? I'm trying to figure it out.
1: It's been, it had to it has to be over like 10 years. So what's been, doing hair. what's been
3: the like different trends that you've seen in your time?
1: When I first got in the hair salon, it was short pixies, relaxers. I used a lot of relaxers. Everyone, you know, cut their hair real close, really tiny pencil curls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then after that, it was uh, um, it was braids. I did a lot of Marley twist braids. And then it went back to the silk process. So I barely use relaxers now. Everyone wears their hair natural people now. People
2: aren't trying to put all those chemicals on their hair. It's like, yeah.
1: I can count on my fingers how many people come and get relaxers. Most of the time, it's pixie cuts or some people with my length get relaxers, but not, not that often. Mm-hmm. But I can see the difference in the transition of the styles. All I used to do is. Flips and pencil curls all day, and I loved it. And Good. finger waves, finger waves, and stuff like that. But now it's changed. It's definitely changed.
3: Finger waves were big in the the 20s and 30s. It and was. It's coming it's back. One of the young ladies you know? had the uh, the finger waves. She had a little curls. Going she did, but the golden hair. Yes. She bought the sparkly cat eyes yes. from me too. I was so glad. I was like, those are for her. Oh, when we went to um, see Pinky
2: open at anthem, one of her like friends came, and she had on one of those. Um, like flappers' bead caps, but like all gold, and then she had on like real thin, like wire framed, like oversized glasses, and like a really simple outfit, and like a gold chain, and she was like the coolest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Shout out to her! Yes, like I loved it. She had no hair either. She just like rocked that shit.
3: It was so so envious of women that. Like, can I can do that. They go bald. Yeah. Yes. Like, and they she... always have the most beautiful shaped face yeah. and <laughs> facial features.
2: I'm just like. And, like, the combination of the glasses <sighs> and the beads and, the like, yes. her whole shit was just on point. Like, spaghetti. I was just like, you're so fucking dope.
5: Clean status. <laughs> I know.
3: Shout out to all concept. the stylish yeah. women out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah all the stylish femmes. I like bringing that
2: style back though too. That like 20s era that more like tailored era. It's such oh, a Oh man. So many details. Yeah. The yeah. evening
4: gloves. <laughs> yes. That
2: was ev- all of the,
4: everybody's hands were just the cigarette moving. extender <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that and the, it was just Man,
3: yes. And
4: everyone said, darling. Yes, (laughs) darling. Rich (laughs)
5: laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes, yes. Oh, man,
4: hair horse. Gosh, when you were saying that about working at a restaurant, I really, that happened to me. I mean, you know how I wear my curly wigs and I had this whole flashback about how I had to lie um, because I didn't want to take the wig off. And they were, you know... (laughs) I forget that, like, they didn't know me, you know, right. outside of works like Clark Kent type, right? You know, you have no idea what I do when right. I'm not waiting tables. <laughs> waiting tables by not day. Speculate either. Saving the world by <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I had the, you know, this beautiful curly it was like an Ethiopian curl, the tight curls, beautiful train. Um, and I had a show later on. After, the, after I was getting off. So, you know, I was already ready. I mean, when I'm going to have my wig just in my bag, in the back somewhere. I mean, it, it's going to be on my head. And they were like, you have to have your hair. My manager came was like, you have to have your hair in a ponytail. You have to have it neatly brushed back. And I'm like, these curls? <laughs>
1: like I'm not touching this hair. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: Excuse me? She's like, you have to have your hair back off your face in a ponytail. And right then, um, Samantha was walking by and her hair was just out. She had a headband on, but her hair was out, and it's long. I was like, but she doesn't have her hair in a ponytail. She's like, well, Samantha, put your hair in a ponytail. Samantha was mad as shit looking back at me, but, you know, she could put her hair in a little messy little bun, little ponytail. And I was like, yeah, well. uh."
3: Like, our hair resists. Like, I feel like black hair is the resistance of that. Like, it doesn't do that. My like, my hair
4: is not nowhere near as long as hers. I'm not doing this. I'm not about to brush my hair for this. But What'd they do? They let me stay. But I had to commit to that wig for a reasonable amount of time. Ah! <laughs> and I had to wear that shit every fucking day for like you know, a reasonable <laughs> amount of time.
2: <laughs> like, well, I guess well, I'm gonna look fabulous again every day. day, I, work, day.
5: I guess
4: it. Damn it! Because if I took it off, those shoes just gonna be like, you know, come on.
5: <laughs> like, you did time. all of this. You whole, whole
4: time this whole strong black litany and
5: all Yum. this
3: stuff. And this was, whole time it was a wig. <laughs> oh, I love God. it. I love it. Come on. Um, so Johnny, tell us a little bit about like the tra- your transition from, uh, being a hairstylist, um, a scientist of hair to a business owner.
1: Well, I used to work Well, you met me at what studio sheet mm-hmm. some years ago and I worked with her for a while and I was just ready to branch out and do my own thing. So now I'm at row Island row and I have my own suite and it's called revolution of hair care awesome. and I like it. Hey I like working for myself.
4: Where are you? I'm across the station, um, at six eighty Rhode Island by the Popeyes. Okay? okay, okay. In the same shopping center.
3: Yes. Okay. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I, need to come I see took you. my son
4: down there to get his cut.
1: Okay. Yes. Wh- wh- which shop do you go to? Is it Murano? Oh my gosh. I don't remember. Look, I'm saying names, but it's in the
3: it's in the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Phoenix. Suite. Suite. It's in the Phoenix. I know Alan like suite. how to
4: get there. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, at first when I went, I was looking at all the ones. I feel like I I might have saw your face. I might have peeked in there with you him looking did. for, looking for a barber. We well, um, should
3: definitely check her out because she did my undershave. Yeah, you said so. you did locks and stuff. That's yes. what's up. So
1: come check me out. I do yeah. locks. I do everything. You come check me out too. Okay, cool. I do cuts, color, everything. So I do all types of hair. All types of hair textures.
3: So, Phoenix Salon Suites Revolution of Hair Care. You've been there about three years as your own business owner Is it now.
5: Three? Is it three?
3: I think so. I think three or four, four, four years. Was that three? That was. uh... That was not three. <laughs> I think it's been like four years. But you were right though.
4: Oh, your years. hand was right.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, it. Mm-hmm. It knew. Second.
4: Like,
1: how many, how many years have you been you there enjoy. doing your own thing I think it's been like four almost four years four years now yes. okay Yes. The and I, cool. I enjoy it businesses sometimes they go up sometimes the they go down but you have to constantly promote yourself you know
3: well what's the what's been um, the greatest joy of being uh, um, oh, an independent small business owner
1: I think just freedom yeah. you set your own schedule you go and come as you please you know, and you set your own trend, you set your own, True. what is it, feng sway yes. inside of the space. And I think that's the best thing I, I like. And I like to treat my clients well, so mm-hmm. I think that's what I like about it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I heard you concurring. Having freedom. Indeed. Indeed. Being able to, you know, do shit your own way. Yeah is important i think you need to work for other people first yes. to truly know what that is because mm-hmm. otherwise you can be like super naive and you're like why don't they just do this and you're like well there's actually like 1700 fucking reasons you know what i mean right. but until you're a business owner you're like oh i get it oh okay That's yeah so true. yeah so i think uh work, working for other people definitely helps because then you then you know but then being able to set something up yourself yeah. Like the it's the way you want to.
1: It's like you get a joy out of it. Yeah. It has its its perks and it has its pros and it has its cons, but I like for it. Sure. I think I'm high, y'all, but it's okay. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want some contact. Possible yeah. deniability <laughs> though. You didn't smoke. <laughs> I was I'm doing a cleanse. I think my stomach is empty, so I was like, ooh, okay, oh.
4: <laughs> I just want to know how do you schedule time for self care. I yeah. think as a business owner that's that can be a very difficult thing it to do. It is.
1: I'm off. Um, I just, you know, I just had a baby. My baby's uh, seven oh my months gosh. old.
5: Okay, wow. So bad. beautiful. I'm getting my life together. Slowly. Okay.
1: <laughs> but I take, well, Sunday and Mondays are my days off. And then every other Wednesday, I'm off. So I try to take a tough time with my baby and then take up time for myself. Go get my nails and my feet done. May go get a facial. You know, you have to have time for yourself. Yeah. What do they call it? What, what What's that day that they call? Is it mental health day? Or- mental yeah. health day.
3: There is a think yeah. Any day a- you want it to be. Yeah. Every day should be mental health. Yeah. Day. Get your life together day. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or yeah. eat a lot of chocolate day. Yep. Yes. Sometimes yes. they look like the same day.
5: Mm-hmm. So-
3: and uh, so having freedom, flexibility. Um, And be able to do things your very own way, put your own branding and service on it. Those are some of your joys. Yes. What have been some of the most difficult um, aspects of starting a business? I mean,
1: I guess just branding yourself and promoting yourself and getting your clientele to a certain point where you can afford to work for yourself Mm -hmm. and can afford the space. So sometimes that could be, you know that could take a lot out of you because you got to constantly from as a business owner, you have to constantly keep your business going or you would go out of business. So you got to promote yourself and stay relevant. And I have to take hair classes so I can stay relevant within, you know, with color, weaves. Now they got the wigs, people are making wigs now. So I'm about to take a class for that. So you have to just stay relevant in the hair business. It's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's constantly changing every Mm -hmm. day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Jay, as a, owner of the J suite and doing cannabis entrepreneurial education endeavors. Like what's been some of the challenges of running your space.
4: Oh man. Being a venue owner is, is a very interesting perspective after having been the renter for, uh, Hmm. the 12 years that I've been putting on events. Um, And I think about every single event I've ever thrown that I may have smoked in or around or had more people than I thought were gonna come. Like any rule I've ever broken, any person. Or by accident. Right. Without an ID that I was like, I get you in this joint. You know, any rule (laughs) I've broken. And I look at people and things that happen in that regard as you know with teaching classes all the school I skipped all the work I didn't do all all the things i hmm. <laughs> think of all the things and it gives me patience and foresight and you know passion to to keep going you know i always try and Live by the mantra that, you know, you hate the things you can't hate. You can find with, I mean, the things you hate are things that you can find within yourself. Mm. So, you know, as things bother me or, you know, with every learning experience, I just stop and reflect on that same pain I may have caused another <laughs> and and try and keep learning and evolving, um, you know, with shout outs to Howard University. Woo, woo, hate you. no um and their school Mm -hmm. would be uh for the classes that i've taken in uh business management business communication um marketing entrepreneurship accounting uh human resources um behavioral sciences like with understanding how how people work as you you can be a good boss or not you know Successful businesses have both good and bad bosses, quote unquote, you know, people love them. Sometimes they fear them. Sometimes they just respect them. Sometimes they just want the money. That's it. It's just a job, you know, so um, and being a job provider and being a service, a, a service giver just always coming from the a humble point of view, like give the service you want to get, you know be the venue that you wanted to be at. Don't don't be janky, <laughs> you know. Be be great. And when you see those that aren't or, you know, whatever, stay on top of your human resources. You know, really really be about that with your with your your mission statement. You know, when people are carrying out your brand or working in your business, they need to they are reflections of you. Period point blank. So just learning in in that professional aspect of the company that you keep at all times, you know. Um, that's that's been my my up
3: <laughs> and my down at the same time. Mm-hmm. So for so I hear y'all talking about um, taking classes, you know, both of you getting yourself educated, staying aware with what's going on with the trends, uh, being the type of space or the type of service that you want to receive um getting those initial first spaces. Um for people that have a dream of starting their own business who are, are watching, um, but you know, are in that phase of struggling to uh acquire monetary funds to create the <clears throat> kind of dope not janky space that they want to do or to take the extra classes to like get started in that. Um what words of advice um might you give those type of folks legally <laughs> um yeah legally um i don't know what to tell you or abstractly yeah, you
4: <laughs> work a job and save i don't Like now, i'm
3: kidding <laughs> oh, no real talk real yeah, that's talk I mean, <laughs> that's right. you save your money
2: so, so yeah, i was saving say, yeah, I mean, is key. I've never saved shit. I mean, that would, be, <laughs> oh that, would, that, would, that would be awesome. But no, every dollar I've ever made has gone to One Love. Like, since I decided to make One Love the mission, like, every dollar... I've ever made has gone to one love every you
4: you had to save it like you know to get this space at some point you gotta kind of no I
2: didn't I've never done anything uh the proper way like I didn't plan on getting a building until I got a phone call that this one existed and I came in here and I got goosebumps and I saw the Howard Theater and I knew that I was supposed to make history in this building and I got tunnel vision and I talked my way into the the owner giving me a lease and I beat out 10 other proposals just simply because he liked me and he has got his start in radio and he saw my vision and I was able to convince him enough of that. And I had good uh, referrals that he actually called and had 45-minute long conversations with each one of them about who I am and my character. Um, and <clears throat> he never even pulled my credit. Um, so, like, you know, you can get anything you want. And I've always just bit off way more than I can chew. And then afterwards been like, oh,
5: fuck,
2: <laughs> like, what have I just done? But then I'm in it, you know? Um, I don't recommend that to everyone, but I feel like if you wait around for the perfect time to do things, like, you're, it's never gonna happen, and so uh, I'm a big fan of use What You Have. Like, I built a lot of One Love off of, like, working really hard and stickers. Like, those fucking stickers are the reason why so many people will know about One Love or know the name, and I've printed almost 200,000 of those, if not more, in the last four years, and they're literally all over the world. And so uh, I, like, used whatever resource I had. I used whatever connection I had. (laughs) I used my living room as an office. I have a friend who gets free office furniture. Like, I did everything with no funding and no money and no real clue what I was doing. I just knew that I didn't want to continue to be a part of the problem. And I wanted to be part of the solution <clears throat> in a grander scale. And so I was willing to... And I'm still willing to, to invest everything that I have. But I never had any money. I didn't have any funding. I didn't... Uh... Now, I've had some friends... You know, shout out to them who, like, stepped up and were like, yo, you're about to do some shit. Like, I can loan you six grand or seven grand. I can help you get this lease. I can help you do that. You know, so without them, for sure, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get things done. But that's that's just really recently with the brick and mortar. Everything else has just been, you know, um, manifesting, working really hard, and, and being willing to adapt and not having, like, a really fixed idea of what One Love Massive was and just being able to, like know, like, what I wanted to accomplish was to support uh, artists and musicians, you know, uh, in D.C., and that's always been my goal, and so the company has has changed quite a bit. I mean, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, I would have been super stoked if you're, like, you're going to own a recording studio and a podcast studio and a live music stage across the street from the Howard. Like, I mean, you know, I would believe you, but I'd be really fucking happy to hear that like 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, that I, I think like ignorance is fucking bliss, man. I think a lot of business owners will tell you like, if they knew like restaurant tours, like if they knew what they know now, like going into their first restaurant, they might not have done it. Yeah,
5: <laughs> but they'll do it again.
2: You know what I mean? They're willing. Like you go through boot camp and you're like, fuck it, I'm still alive. Let's do it again. I'll get it. I'll get it even you know better the next time out. But it definitely takes a certain type of mm-hmm. yeah. sociopath to <laughs> be. <even. laughs> do that over and over again
3: yeah no i agree too i uh i started tiger swan and uh i didn't i didn't save for it i just got burnt out of another job and was like i have to make a change and so um luckily i got burnt out from that job by never taking a vacation or any paid time (laughs) off so when i left um i got paid out for that and that first initial couple thousand dollars is what enabled me to basically just take a road trip and acquire some really dope vintage um, across New England and bring it back. And then I set up in my basement. I'm privileged to have a basement um, that has a carpet on it, you know, so and we painted it. Um, But then I went to Ikea, I got two $12 racks um, hung those clothes up, you know, according to, uh, color and size. And then, you know, a month later I got one dress form for 50 bucks. And then I started taking pictures of different outfits on that dress form. And then I'd go to an event and take the, that $24 worth of that rack with those couple hundred dollars worth of clothes or a thousand dollars worth of clothes. And, uh, do a pop up and people are like, you need to have a business card. So then I spent twenty five dollars and got some business cards, right. like little by little, step by step. Um, and I just kept doing it. And now I have an out of control collection. Um, I have a small but regular client base. Um, I have an Instagram. I have a website that I built this year, and I'm still working on right. creating that. The website is you a revenue always will. stream. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be working. Right, but I'm just doing it kind of organically and naturally with what I have. And yeah. I don't even have a business plan or anything like that, right? I know I need one. Um, but I'm still in that experimental phase of trying to figure out what, what works, you know, within my timeframe and my personal goals, um, but, you know, the other thing I heard you mention was you had a community of people that believed in your vision. You were able to articulate exactly what One Love Massive is, what you wanted to do. And people got excited about that. They saw your hard work. They saw your talent like over X amount of time. And then someone gave you a couple thousand dollars, you know, right. and um, that's important, too. Um, I think, you know, even if you don't have that Hard-earned savings like Jay and Johnny, or I don't know about Jay. How you? It was earned. It was earned. I, didn't it have, was earned, savings.
5: I <laughs> earned
4: it the good old-fashioned way. Right.
3: way, the
2: American way. The
5: American
2: way. <laughs> Which means she killed someone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no,
5: but kidding.
3: yeah, if you if you uh, if you don't have that, you know, savings or whatever, <laughs> don't just give up on your dream. Keep going. Write yeah. your ideas down on. Page. Paper. exactly start talking about Talk it about it it manifests start telling other people about it someone will have an idea for you or they'll have a skill set that maybe isn't your strength and they might want to help you you know and you just keep building and you know don't give up it might take 10 years it right. might take 20 years but if you want it badly enough you won't get it exactly right? yes and don't talk about
2: what you're going to do. Just do it. Talk about, about what you are doing. Or, or, and talk about what you want to do with Just the right people that can help elevate you to get there. But don't talk about what you're going to do. You know
3: what I mean? Right. Just
2: do that shit, man. Talk to the right people about it.
5: Yeah. I agree.
3: But also, make time for self-care because it's a rough world out there. And Amen. sometimes, you know, we're our own greatest enemy. We're our own biggest enemy blockade to getting our dreams done because we would be getting swelled up in the head and forgetting our greatness. So I'm excited later in the show to get metaphysical because that is always blah, blah, a blah, great blah. uplifter. Yeah. But before we do that, I want to talk about Johnny a little bit more because yes, she's an amazing hairstylist and by the way, if you want to book an appointment with her you where can people find you? You can find me
1: at styleseat.com slash Dempsey 2 and that's styleseat.com Johnny Dempsey, so I just did a commercial, y'all. Yes, she you did. you have a great radio voice. She <laughs> does,
3: and that's um Johnny Dempsey. It's J O H N N I E Dempsey, D E M P S E Y number two, and uh, you can probably see the spelling of her name on the actual podcast promo. So uh, yes. just where all the links and everything is there. Yes, all of the links. StyleSeed.com slash Johnny Dempsey 2. Check her out. You can see more pictures of her hair. If you're just tuning in now, you may have missed the slide, but more of her great works are on there. So uh,
2: Maybe they will get a real live update. Maybe I'll go see you and then yes. be back on the show. And yes, you guys ma'am. Can come see, see me. See my
3: Trust Not anymore, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I need to come back and see you soon, too. So but uh, little we haven't shared about you. Um, you are an incredible artist. You yes. are a female rapper here yes. locally in the DMV. Hey. Hey, right? Yes. So what's your hip hop queen name?
1: Well, they called me mahoganist back then, and as I went on as they one of my friends nicknamed me Mona Flosa. So that's so I go by mahoganist slash Mona Flosa.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: and um, I did it. I, I was rapping for years. I'm just getting back into it, and I, I don't know why I stopped, but I'm back into it. That's one of my passions, and I know that I'm going to do great things for next year. You
2: got to come on The Lab. We have a Cypher yes. show, and it's like three guests. It's really dope, and Jason runs it. We'll connect you downstairs. You should come to it. Oh, I will. Yeah. I
3: will. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome.
3: Yeah, so... Tell us, um, you know, about how you started rapping. What was your inspiration? You said you also went to school with like Pinky Killicorn, yes. like back in the day. So we went
1: t- to elementary school together. Oh my
3: goodness, pink, <laughs> pink Dog,
1: Pinky. Yeah, we called her Pinky since elementary school. I think yeah. first, second grade. I guess because she's so pink. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think that was a, I think that was a family name. So I everyone so. went by Pinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody went by Pinky. I don't even think I know her real name because we called her Pinky all the time. Lanita. Lanita, okay. See, Lanita. I didn't even know I, I didn't know that. And I knew her since <laughs> elementary school. But I know they called her Pink Dog. and then uh, Yeah.
3: So, like, were you rapping in elementary school? Were you starting your flow then? Like, when yeah. did Mahogany's Mona Flosa <laughs> When become? I was in elementary
1: school, I used to listen to Face Mob um nas and little kim and foxy and i grew up listening to them because i'm the youngest and all my siblings are like older than me so i used to go in their own sneak and listen to their music and i started writing from their music i started off doing poetry a different poetry i started writing my own music
5: mm-hmm. and that's when i
1: realized oh i want to rap mm-hmm. yeah i want to rap so that's when i linked up with this guy named bill Gray who owns cover records and we did a, a whole album and it was um It was Grammy. It was 50 annual Grammy nominated. It wasn't nominated, but it was in the slots for nomination.
5: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: What year was that? I think that was like 05. That was some years ago. You're
5: ready, huh? I'm
1: I'm back and I'm ready. I was like, I wish I never, you know, stopped. I took some downtime. I went through some things and I was like, I, I need mean, some time to myself. But now I'm ready.
2: Don't have any regret because that time is only going to make you a better artist. It's only yeah. going to make your, your, you know, words that much more impactful because yeah. you've been through some things. Oh, yeah, it's time. Cause yeah.
1: I, I mean, I've been writing lately and I, I wrote a song, three songs in two days because I'm coming from my heart when I'm writing. Yeah. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely ready to come back. But to see Pinky doing her thing, I'm excited for her. Yeah, she's killing it. Yeah, she's a beast. So just to see her and somebody I actually grew up with. Cause you know I was doing it before I opened up for Twista and Nina Sky in 2004. I actually right. had my own fitting room. I was backstage with Twista. Do y'all remember Twi- yeah, Twista? Yeah, of course. Do y'all remember Nina Sky? <clears throat> yeah. of course. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was dope. So to see her doing, I'm like, I want to see her just get out there. And I'm like, I'm right behind you, Pinky. I'ma come out there with you. But I just want us to uplift each other as artists, DMBr's. So I don't feel like we do that a lot.
2: Yeah. Well, so, yeah. That's that's what we're here for. You know, that's what one mm-hmm. love does is connect everybody. So mm-hmm. work together instead of get you know against each other. Yes. I'm excited. So
3: we actually mm. have a clip, <gasps> a 45-second clip <gasps> yes. of Mahogany's oh, um, Shake It Up from, this was 2005, 2004. Yes. Oh, can so we tired. roll Can we roll this? I'm just the best,
5: you know. I'm a pimp-out chick for life. Y'all think I play me
1: right. I play that joke twice. When I step up in the club, I shake my bum bum. And all them boots up in the cut trying to get them some quick to come. They had this stretch When you roll with me They ain't seen it But I just came to have fun And move my body Up on the dance floor I came to party Drinks cardi In the cut VIP trick And all you girls make it. Bow
5: down to this Put crowns on this Cause we the number one Vibe flavor, But we just came to shake Now dance on tables. What?
3: And we're back. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I can't do it yet. Okay. W K R P in
2: Washington D C. Are, are you comfortable? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I yeah okay. On.
4: Okay.
1: Yes.
2: Okay.
4: We got the quick
1: year. You can love me or hate me. Boost. Oh, okay, let's start over. Hold on. You can love me or hate me because haters, they never win. Winners, they never lose. And losers, they just pretend like they something that they're trying to be. It's you who they ought to be. You bras hating on me. You're making yourself a mockery. It's honestly genetics. I'm flying. You just pathetic. The tip of the day is you hoes to stop being threatened. I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I'll fight to the death of bitch. You want to keep testing? I'm going to show you who the best in it is definite. the to top off. Please never a knock off. I'm sick of all these phonies frontin', They just a jump off. I showed you at the end of the day. Who gon' run it? At the end of the day, I'ma show you who gon' run it. No doubt it ain't nothing new. I'm about to show you who. I'm about to shut it down. No introductions, boo. Cause I'm the wicked, wicked chick of the east. And I got my peeps telling me that I'm a beast.
5: Oh.
1: Messed up a little bit. Messed up a little bit,
3: but Oh no, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> got tongue tied there, but yes, that's some that's some how I Well play. yeah, you know, I didn't know. I would have never known. <laughs>
3: That's the tightness. Yes. That's so exciting. You're, I think you're our first freestyle on the show. We yeah. you definitely you got definitely a, t- yeah. Jay. Mm?
2: Jay Mills. You freestyle? Jay Mills? Second freestyle on the Free- show. Wait,
4: wait, wait. You keep using this word.
2: <laughs> you use this word freestyle. Mm. Is it that you want to freestyle? No, no, I don't want to freestyle. <laughs> 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 It'll end you the show want me terribly. It's 16. Sure. <laughs> Only, only if you want to, Jamie. No. My eyes wide, never
4: sleeping on a snake in the grass. The green eyes always ask, how much more can I last? And I surpass every task I will do. Underestimates, rhymes on my testaments. I'm better than the rest of them doper than the most of them flows got your opening doors never closing because i'm coming in the caravan every single way i am every single way i stand hot quick spitters keep the fire like the taliban block sick niggas like i'm filing them reported spam call it like i see it man industry referee in the streets catching peeps fronting like they got that beef me i'm grade a blue they just chicken stew never will they get at you hating when you make a move petty individuals that follow me like gumshoes but they some dumb fools get with flames we be the ones who's coming for this hip-hop game we big trouble trouble
5: trouble, trouble.
3: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ow!
2: laughs>
3: oh, that just gave won. me some life that's right
2: excellent job ladies excellent job <laughs>
3: That was so tight. I'm inspired, but I'm not gonna drop any bars right now because <laughs> the show is about y'all
5: today. Um,
3: so that was ill. Um, I was feeling um I mean, not to compare y'all, but I was feeling a little bit of that like Cardi B energy that like I'm just telling you like it is. This is how I feel. Um, a little bit of aggression, you know, and I like that. Of course, Jay Mills got the like sexy kind of undertone in there. Wow. I like that. <laughs> but, you know, that was ill. Two different styles. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, what it was like 10 years ago, um, having uh, a strong, um, semi-aggressive kind of flow. Like, as a woman in the hip-hop industry, um, did you find that there was space? Yeah. Yeah?
1: I feel like if I would have came out then, it was, it was definitely more space than it is now. I feel like you could we could still do it. I feel like it's not a lot of female rappers out here. Mm-mm. I feel like it's more males, so I feel like we need to make room for each other. That's how I feel. But back then when I used to go to open mics or battle and stuff, I was really girly like I am now. And they'd be looking like, what's she about to do? Sing? And I'll rap or I'll battle. And they'd be like, oh, wow. When they heard me rap. So mm-hmm.
4: yeah. I, I love like doing that. Yeah. Mills kills and heels. Yeah. When you cute, they be like <laughs> when
3: you dress more <laughs> cute, they don't know what you
4: about to do.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. huh. Okay, okay. And uh yeah, I love your flow. It's super tight. Thank you. Um I'm excited for you to continue uh, expressing yourself and uh getting back out there and uh getting that Grammy nomination I'm
1: ready I'm what, ready
3: what can uh what are your uh goals for 2018 for Mona Flosa my goals
1: is to make a really hot single and to get known everywhere I want people to know who I am I feel like it's time for me to tell my story and tell people who I am and show people who I am because so I feel like I've been hitting for so long I've been trying to do it for a long time but now I'm tr- finally getting with the right people so it's time to get out there and getting with you guys are the right people too, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
3: it's an exciting for a time. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. awesome, awesome. Well, um, I think it is. Oh, tell people where can they uh, find some of your music or where should they be looking to uh, follow your story?
1: I know it's on, um, I know it's, a lot of my stuff is still on iTunes, like the old stuff I did in the past. You can look me up, Mahoganist, M-O-H-O-G-A-N-I-S-E. You just look me up, I think everything will pop up. I'm But yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, if you look up Mahoganist, things will pop up on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, stuff like that. I think that's uh-huh. where a lot of my old stuff is.
3: Cool, cool. Yeah,
1: but 2018, I'm trying to bring out a, a hot single.
3: Hot single. Jay
1: Mills, do you want to get on it? What, what do you want to do? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think all female rappers should just like, like how they got the new song out with Little Kim and Remy. Mm. it's like I'm it's hot yeah it's like I love that song yeah I like it it's really
4: hot <clears throat> I'm I'm all about Ready that for the
1: female rappers to just come out here and show we show these I dudes collab. that we the well, we, we got the, a the studio <laughs> right here I
4: haven't done a song with pinky yet but that's definitely on my bucket list yeah. Right. oh yeah and Risa um, right and Risa that would be so sick. sick oh my gosh I would love for us to just be like locked in the studio with some dope ass beats or band or something
2: and just We can make it happen. There's one literally right there. (laughs) Create and see what
4: happens. I got the keys. Yeah, I love collabing with with lady rappers. I really, really feel like DC as a musical scene is is very, is is a paradigm shifter. It's a reason why when it comes to hip hop, DC was skipped. Philly, Baltimore even, you know, like... They're careful with who they choose to represent D.C. Yes, yeah, true. Rap, which is crazy because you have artists like Odyssey <coughs> or Kev Brown, <coughs> you know, who have been known for years and travel the whole world. Kokai, okay. um you know, even my moon, a lot of people like they think of her as a singer and she's an ill ass rapper. Oh my gosh. And she's on tour all over the world performing. Like we have amazing talent here. We do. Uh, shout outs to um X O and Y U and Diamond yeah. District yes. and the work that they were doing. Shut and up. even still now with um a lot of these uh rappers that are coming Nappy up. Nappy Napa, uh, Surrey uh, U J I D K, um you know, but they'll they'll let Wale, Shy Glizzy, yeah. Fat Trail be the voice of the district. Gold Link Light Show. Um, right. Which I so, like all of them. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That's cool. There's so many dope lot. ass female rappers in DC that yeah. have been dope yeah. and are like known, raw, pinky. Yeah. Um, shout outs to also I already named Maya Muna. But Imani Fela, she moved over to L.A., but she's doing big things over there. Um, You have Empress. We were talking about her for the photography and all that. She a dope rapper as well. Um,
2: Terrica June. Yes, Terrica June. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Millions of views
4: on her videos. Yes. You know. I met her in South
2: by Southwest like three years ago. And Out there by herself grinding, you know, making it work.
4: So – for now us to have a, a industry where for so long it was just Nicki really and now right. there's Nicki and Cardi um they that's all that we've had to represent all of women period you know hip hop has a Kendrick and it has a Chief Keith and, and it Pussy has a too. J Cole mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like what is the it is it is a purposeful and very sinister thing that is being done in terms of the limitation of the black female representation in hip hop music. Exactly. It's purposeful.
3: Well, you know, and I was having this conversation with my husband the other day too, because of the new uh Remy Ma and uh Lil Kim song and and I was like, you know what, if I was Lil Kim, I'd be telling people to pay homage too. And he was like, yeah, but she has been, like, out of the game for a long time and came back with plastic surgery. I was like, so and what? I was like, she was one of the very first, like, female rappers to, like, just say whatever the F she wanted to, how she wanted to, and, like, put it out there and paved the way for mm-hmm. uh, Nicki Minaj and a Cardi B and a Jungle right. Pussy. And, and I was Wait, like... Jungle
4: it, Pussy is a real artist?
3: Yes. And she's hella dope. Definitely check her out. And... Um, you know, she, she's, a, she's a rapper from New York City. Um, I learned about her watching Insecure. Like, they feature her music on the show. I was like, what is this? You know? Yeah, she's tight. Anyway, and I was just like, you know, um, when there's all the lists, you know, greatest rappers of all time, G-O-A-T or whatever... You know, hardly ever is a female rapper, like, listed on there. Maybe sometimes Lauryn Hill, but, like, very rarely. And then also, you know, I don't know how often uh, the female rappers or artists that are out there, that they actually, in their music, do pay homage to um, the ones that they stand on their shoulders. But, like, you can hear a bunch of songs where Biggie and Tupac and... Even Kendrick Lamar right now, like people pay homage to them all the time and respect them and light them up as they should, because they're the illest and amazing. But um who who is doing that for Queen Latifah for and Man. Little Ken? Like the there was just I, I mean, think it was. Do you listen just... to Rhapsody? Yes. And I love her. Shout out to <laughs> Rhapsody. Okay. So one, that's one though. Do you listen to uh Jean Gray? Not for a long time.
4: She hasn't made music in a while, but she not that long ago. She did drop something. Um I'm trying to think of who else. Three D, uh, Nazi. She dope as hell. And she definitely uh isn't denying who inspired her. I don't know why Nikki started off like trying to act like she didn't have any influence by little Kim when she literally Clearly. posed exactly yeah. like her I know. in little promo photos Green and hair. Is, you call yourself a Barbie like everything that she did was so cookie cutter it's like she picked up where Kim left off I and was pull. like I'm exactly down to it. even remixing Biggie joints and flowing like that like and there's nothing wrong with that you know. Show respect when respect is due. Kim influenced me so much in so many. She influenced everybody. She definitely Everybody. Everybody. She changed. Sexuality. Owning her sex appeal. Like, she was like, yeah, no, I'm the pimp. What? You ain't licking this? You ain't. She made me demand head. Like, no, I don't want dick tonight.
3: Eat my eat, pussy, right? right. <laughs>
4: that was such a foreign I was
3: like, oh shit.
4: That's my, favorite song. Song? Like, yes. my favorite song. Not only <laughs> they're supposed to be licking this, what? Yes. You ain't licking this. You ain't, ain't sticking this. this. <laughs> I got witnesses. <laughs> as any nigga I've been with. They ain't hit shit till they stick their tongue in this. That's I'm what I'm talking about. Shit. <laughs> yes.
3: Like what? Yes. That's so. Im- it's really powerful. What?
2: AJ-Mill.
3: It's Demand. really powerful.
4: It is it my is, right. You are about to. The shit I mean you're going to eat my pussy. Yes. Well.
2: <laughs> well. <laughs> going to do And that, Kim Don't did that. Yo, respect. Like,
1: respect I was Kim. the main one saying that. I was like, she took her style and ran with it, but not showing her, paying her, you know, showing any respect to her. So yeah. that's why Lil' Kim coming back, like, look, let
3: me tell you something. That's why I was like, mm-hmm. I would, I would have this song out too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um. At the same time, I do think that, like,
4: you know that you have to allow people to stand on your shoulders you have to allow people absolutely to yeah. to grow on top and um you know our, earlier today i was talking to some other friends and we were talking about jay-z and how everybody that came up name a rapper jay-z's work with them he's never been like oh you know f- forget lil wayne you know forget drake forget no he got songs with every everybody mm. yeah everybody he like oh yeah he he shows props you know so that that's to i guess circle back to what's different about the dc area when it comes to the camaraderie that exists between the female rappers how we work together how we actually legit know each other you know i don't i haven't known pinky since elementary but i have known her for over a decade you know just from being in this scene this long same with roda mc years and years you know it's very organic the the bonds that we have and from the outside, it's it's something that is new because nobody be doing music with other people that, that's from different camps like that. Yeah. You know, everybody just collabs within the same organization. But um with the with the women, the female rappers, y'all. Yeah, I'm all about that work. You know, we perform on the same bill and all this stuff, yo. Shout outs to the female mm. love energy yeah. that, that's yeah. going on, yo. Shout outs to Pinky, shout outs to Risa. Shout outs to Empress, my girl Maria, poster girl. Shout outs to M. Shy. (laughs) I know she writes now, but uh, she's still a huge influence on me. It's a blessing to be a fan of your peers.
3: Right? Shout outs to the
4: Harlem Renaissance again. Like, that's why this is the Renaissance again, because we are surrounded by so much greatness. We know artists Mm -hmm. and like fashion designers boutique owners casually mm-hmm. just
3: casually it's yeah. like oh <laughs> it's a beautiful thing you know i mean everybody's got to be doing something <laughs> these days though like everyone has got to be doing something like it's too expensive to live not to like yeah, be yeah, hustling you do be, something you know? Be the best something that you can yes. be and you know that's also like the energy of the east coast i feel like and you know i, I love it um, I know, like I was talking to Chris the other day about this too, you know, I was like, would we ever leave DC? You know, cause I'm born and raised in the DMV in this area. And, uh, you know, I just, I love it so much. And, um, I love that super hustle energy. I love the seasons changing. I love the closeness, like of all the cities and the transients and like the highways and just the energy that comes with it. I love the being in DC and like, People are about their business. They're about their shit, and they're not sorry about it, and they're aggressive. And, um, you know, I it's, I hear it's just, like, real different energy on the West Coast, and that's beautiful in its own right. But I'm like, I kind of like being on the grimy, like, yeah. East Coast. Fast talkers. You know? Get shit done. You know. I want to either be here, like, getting shit done, or I want
2: to be, like, on a beach doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's coming sometime yeah. this week. <laughs> you know.
3: It's necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. Play hard, work hard, or I guess play real relaxing. Mm-hmm i just had a flashback to being
4: in jamaica when you said that man that was great on the naked beach on the naked island Mm. was that common
3: or was it just like a specific specific. did you get naked yeah
4: i was at couples resort and they had a private island were you totally naked i was completely did you get sunburned
2: in places you didn't know (laughs) possible no molly this wasn't your first (laughs) naked experience
4: well molly it takes a whole lot of sun for me to get burned oh well true that (laughs) Oh
2: God. You didn't get sun sensitive <laughs> <in any> areas.
5: <laughs> I mean,
4: nah. I um, there was a pool and you know a beach, so I just kind of lounged about. I got in the water. It was a swim up bar, and
3: and do you feel like liberated and like happy or were you kind of like almost this is a little never uncomfortable. came back. Okay, I was to okay, say, you're gonna have okay, to get okay, naked same. to find me. <laughs> actually,
4: <laughs> why do we wear clothes? Cause right. why, super why
3: clothes?
5: But awesome. I mean, <laughs> their
4: clothes are overrated. It was just, you know, I, I guess it wasn't hedonism's naked island. I'm, I'm sure that there are other places in Jamaica that if everyone was naked, it wouldn't be that nobody was having sex. It was just cat, like people were naked. It is true that there's some very interesting bodies, but there are also some very beautiful bodies. They were all all time I don't want to say very beautiful but cuz I think I'm beautiful and I'm not in shape at all. At first I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't freshly sheared as as sheared as I believe I needed to be to be out there like that, but then I saw others and I was like, ah. right. <laughs> hang on." Well out. damn, let me just <laughs> go ahead and take all my clothes off cuz uh nobody cares. Right. <laughs> Nobody's looking everybody's looking in your eyes when they talk to you nobody was weird we were just laying on this deserted island but for some naked people and see, the sun I feel like I would just be like staring at everyone like up Probably and weird. down you know I You can be, do like... that from a distance but when you're talking to them you don't have to cuz you, already, you saw already saw everything that you wanted <laughs> to possibly see so yeah, there's nothing. To, by the sure. time you get up here, it's like, you know, hey, all right. I, I've <laughs> like been be staring, staring at right? your titties from you know. I know. Looking. I like at, I'll be stern,
1: I don't know. especially if they have a big old thing.
4: I'll be just looking at it all the time. Unfortunately, there was none of that. Oh, okay. not really. Although I was, I was at the, I was in the pool, and um, I, where I was, I was just chilling minding my business taking a drink and it was this guy's birthday and they called him over and he was tall and like I'm down in the pool and he's standing like right over me talking and he kept saying stuff that was funny or weird and made me want to look up but I was just it was oh god it was just right there Ah. like, ah. Ah. (laughs)
3: like genitalia is not like pretty you know No, no. so yeah that, that ugh. No.
4: <laughs> there were no really big ones okay. it's like
5: looking at the around. underside of a
2: jello mold you know you don't
5: at, really you don't at see the that. nude beach you don't right. need to see that now
4: <laughs> I, a lot of a lot of people there don't wear undergarments like women don't wear bras men don't wear underwear
3: and that's just like i purposely did not general. wear a bra for
2: the last 24 hours <laughs> I purposely left my house and came to work two days in a row without a bra on. Yeah. I also haven't taken this hoodie off, but it started small. In America, I can't go bra-less in public. No.
4: Me, I, 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 I may think, oh, I'm just going. No. Uh-uh. They want to go everywhere, so no. <laughs> and people, people care here about that, you know? So wear bra in America. Jamaica, no problem <laughs> right so yeah um the a lot like that was just something but nobody nobody really cared you know you could wear one or not but i wasn't prepared for the men without underwear now yeah not at the nude beach Swirling. but just you know walking down the street going when i got some jerk chicken you know was looking at keychains and key i just can't Yes,
1: it's everywhere. I was like Jesus
4: Christ somebody's grandfather get him <laughs> that's what I really think about the most because wow. man it was quite a visual and I think with age gravity had to I'd,
3: I'd be so I'd oh. be uncomfortable it like was I feel uncomfortable extraordinarily right
2: now large and like you put your hand down on a and seat floppy. and you're like oh
3: <laughs> there was probably balls
2: there like less than three minutes ago yeah. um <laughs> falls
5: all over everything. It's like,
4: that gotta be uncomfortable. Like, like it has to shave or, like, sprain or something.
3: I would, okay, so this is this is um, where my brain went, <laughs> weirdly, because that's who I am. But I just wonder, you know, because if people are more, like, you know, abundant, showing their abundance freely in Jamaica, and it isn't a thing, you know, like, is there less, sexual harassment and assault you know because it's you know whereas like here we're restricted so people are like frustrated or something i'm just i'm curious like
4: yeah like the first time i went they they kept having to reassure me you know but i will say yo, big ups to the whole west indian massive because the women do have a certain aggression and so do the men so some you got to kind of know how to say no but they it's not like a they're going to turn to a northerners. I do think that the coldness makes many men more barbaric. They just don't know how to act when the skins come out because they spend half the year with our legs covered and we're so covered. They literally be like, oh, skin, ah, shorts, skirts, titties, like in Miami. It's it's getting kind of tropical down there. You could you know totally walk around with your two piece, your bikini top oh, on, yeah. and you're not getting raped or harassed unless they're northerners down there, and then they bring that activity and that hey yo ma hey hey well then fuck you then like Man, what is that about? What is that's some northern shit? Like you don't know, that never has that ever happened. Excuse me sweetheart. You know the south is very nice. Hey, you look beautiful. All right, well you have a good evening then. they are but southern men are kind of aggressive if you will very persistent i would say not aggressive persistent and yeah jamaican men persistent empress oh yeah (laughs) all that but you know they're not gonna they're very respectful totally respectful and yeah the first time i went didn't wear a bra It was very liberating Mm. very liberating
3: no one cared dope no one stared no one glared <laughs> so with that we're gonna transition for a business shout out uh, one more shout out to Revolution of Hair Care yes, yes. Revolution of Hair Care at the Phoenix Suites over there by the Rhode Island Avenue Metro where you can get your do redid or whatever you want, really, by the fabulous Johnny Dempsey. <laughs> Dempsey, you can book her at www.styleseat.com forward slash Johnny Dempsey 2. What, what? Um, Other uh organization I wanted to shout out today. A few ladies have shout outs too. Now would be the time. But uh, other organization I wanted to shout out today. Because, <clears throat> you know, I care about government, politics, organizing, women's rights, black people's rights, all of that, Healthcare. care. Um, I want to give a shout out to Moms Rising. They're a nonprofit organization, national organization. They're here in D.C. And the reason I want to shout them out is because they have been hustling this week. They have been mobilizing all kinds of people, moms, to uh, the Capitol building to say basically, like, fuck you, Trump, this health care, uh, this tax bill gutting of our health care and college, all this stuff is not good for working families. And I've been getting their texts, their email petitions. So they're one of the groups uh, representing women's interests um, across the board who are uh, working really hard to stand up and, um, you awesome. know, just... Just keep it pushing. Just because this uh, bill has gone through, it doesn't mean that it's permanent. There's always something that we can do as citizens to resist um, to show other proposals, um, to get people out of office who aren't serving our interests. And so they're one of the the groups who is really actively uh, responding to the recent tax bill. So fuck you very much, Trump. And that is uh, momsrising.org. Nice. Momsrising.org. You can check them out, donate, see when they're marching again and join. I think actually tomorrow at 10 a.m. they're marching on the hill again. So uh Check them out. Do you ladies have other businesses you want to shout out?
2: I do. Yeah. It's not a small business. It's a government organization, but the uh, Community of Hope over in uh, Anacostia um, on Atlantic Street. <clears throat> it's a uh, health care facility, and they're just awesome there. They're just they're really awesome there. I uh, had to go see them this week, and they're great. They were super responsive. I called them five minutes after their office opened, and I had an appointment. 25 minutes mm, later
3: Awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah um and they like genuinely cared and took care of me when i got there and were very reassuring and provided top-notch health so uh much uh love to dc healthcare systems for having great people working there it's very reassuring it
5: mm-hmm.
3: is really reassuring shout out to community of hope yeah
2: what a great name i mean it community is. You know? but yeah. that's setting the bar kind of high
3: no, that's really important. I'm glad that they're, that you shout them out and, and uh, you know, I know we've highlighted other uh, smaller community health places before and uh, it's important, you know, because uh, hospitals are closing in D.C. And, and getting smaller and so there needs to um, be affordable, accessible, quality places sure. where people can go and get help and so that's great. Community of Hope. Community of Hope. Southeast. Yep. yep. Doing the damn thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Awesome. Well, with that, let's uh, hey, metaphysical hand metaphysical. it over to Mills to close us out with a <clears throat> another metaphysical I'm moment. My headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> snap, 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 snap.
2: They're messing up my metaphysical flow. Oh, Are yeah? You? Yeah.
4: You want me deeper in your ear hole? <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Sorry. Something about that word ear hole. Anyway,
5: <laughs>
4: shout outs to all these boss ladies in the building. I was thinking that um the metaphysical message was going to be about walking on water. I was saying, you know, was speaking earlier, um a metaphor that that really gives me a lot of life. It's kind of tied into the the alchemist. Um in when you are a person who has a dream that you remember, you are unique and you owe the universe the the right to try, the right to do, I should say. The right to take that dream and make a plan and make it real because everybody doesn't remember their dreams. Everybody doesn't have dreams that they remember Everybody was a child at one point, sure. And you see a child at the age of two, they want to do everything. They have this crazy imagination. No one, no child wants to spend their life living in someone else's dream. But somehow along the way, people lose their dream. People's dreams die. People tell them that their dreams can't come true. But if you are a person who remembers your dreams, you are going to live a very interesting life and if you choose to actually follow your dreams because some people remember them but they haunt them the what if that I used to I was really good at At one point in time I did uh, and now I wonder what they remember their dream but they didn't actually try to make it happen take that step and believe in it share tell somebody about it work build that plan And make that dream come true. You got a little beginner's luck. When you first start living out your dream. Just to show you that yeah. Yeah. You were listening to the universe. And the universe heard you. Things fall into place. But then afterwards. You'll spend the rest of your life proving to the universe. How much you believe in that thing. That only you can see. That's where the walking on water comes in. It is doing the impossible. You are walking by faith. Something that is not real to anybody else but you and no one can ever see anything else through your eyes so it is imperative that you believe in your whole self as much as you as you possibly can every day to keep that faith that you are walking on water you're doing the impossible you look down and you start to sink you got to look up it's impossible when there is no explanation why when there's no reason why when you're doing the absolute irrational and if you start to actually tell people about your dream they'll tell you that it's a dream it's foolish it's crazy it's impossible all of these different things because it's your dream not theirs your walk not theirs you your faith gotta keep your eyes on your faith on your dreams make your dreams real write them down Make a plan. Make it happen. Keep growing. Keep shining. And keep remembering that it is a lonely world when you a boss. You don't call in, you call off. That's the difference. You are not replaceable. (laughs) Until you train your understudy and plan for your business exit. It is real as a boss at the top. As the decision maker and the delegator of all tasks. We gotta keep the faith. Take time for self-care to connect with that still small voice that tells you that this is your dream. You are living the dream. Your soul is happy. Shout-outs to all the bosses. Shout-outs to all the mm. dreamers. That's my metaphysical message. Oh, shout-outs to... Yeah. <laughs>
5: Whatever mm. this is.
2: Shout-out to our sponsors, Weed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Weed. Yes. Well, thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Uh, on today's show is really exciting getting to know you more and we're excited to see this future collaboration molly thank you for hosting us once again at the one and only one love massive creative factory and uh thank you to the av club who makes everything awesome and possible for us and thank you viewer for watching us get metaphysical and talk about a whole bunch of cool and random shit as always Mm -hmm. peace
2: Yes, I...
0: My one love is actually one love, massive. I'm an engineer here as well as a DJ. My one love is
1: telling stories through songwriting and music.
2: My one love is music and artists, man. Any way I can help any artists get seen, get some recognition out here,
0: that's what I'm about. My one love is creating art, music, culture, just creation. Contributing to the deconstruction of the patriarchy, and sexism, of the racism, institutions like that. My one love is elevation, progression, always trying to reach higher levels, trying to make sure everybody gets a proper look and proper love they get in the universe. My one love is just building for the community and creating for the culture. My one love is youth and community and equipping them with the tools to be successful. Huh. My one love is fashion in the city. My one love is carrying the torch for hip hop in D.C.
2: My one love is creating a uh, space uh, and a platform uh, for all these amazing people to get together and to feel accepted, to feel loved, to feel a part of something.
0: I do it for the culture do it for the people do it for the block and of course do it for the cypher so you say that you spit well step on up no better rap i eat MCs for lunch been moving crowds for years come act tough i will use your flow to light your ass up no half step only full press to the neck if you it don't rock the mic correct my level of mastery will show gaps that Stretch like dragging a smart car up against the back Floyd's D with Tyson's knack of attack About that time to bring hip-hop back Where you perfect the craft, no room for whack And you rise to fame is by skills you pack So you got hot bars, well now's your chance Come one, come all, come to the dance Santos the host, 06 Chris with the bag Cypher for the radio, this is the lab